I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. We are super excited to announce that Sweetwater has come on as the sponsor of Songtown on Songwriting podcast. Um, Sweetwater is a gear company based in Fort Wayne, Indiana. They've got the best customer service I've ever seen. You buy something, a real person calls you to make sure that it's what you wanted, it's working, you know how to use it, all that kind of stuff. And they have every piece of gear imaginable from instruments to recording equipment, microphones, whatever you might possibly need. And if you ever get to go to Gear Fest, that is quite an amazing event. So thanks to Sweetwater for being our sponsor. On with the show. Hello, Songtown. I'm here today with my co-host, Marty Dotson. And I want to talk about something that we've all faced those of us like Marty and myself that have been fortunate enough to have a career in the music business. Um, we had to face it early on. And if you're trying to have a career in the music business or just trying to, to get some success in the music business, um, you're going to face this and you're probably facing it right now. So how do you break through and how do you write up? First of all, Marty, what is write up and is it a thing? Can you do it? How do you do it? Well, when people talk about writing up, they're usually talking about writing with somebody that's had more success than they have. Mm -hmm. And while that's a great opportunity, if you can get it and, you know, we provide some opportunities like that for people in Songtown with our creative retreats, um, it's not going to become the staple of what you do because songwriting is kind of like tennis in that you know, if I'm playing with Roger Federer, he's going to have a horrible time because he's going to hit the ball and I'll have to go chase it, you know, <laughs> and I, I'm not going to be, you know, in there playing at his level. And so, you know, if we're not careful, we can get ourselves into a situation that we're not ready for. I know early on I would talk my publisher into setting me up with somebody or whatever, and, and I might get in there and kind of freeze up because I was scared or intimidated by their success and, and those rights didn't go very well. And I didn't get a repeat, you know, I kind of burned the bridge in a way by, you know, it's kind of like the dog chasing the car. What are you going to do when you get it kind of thing? Yeah. I think, you know, it, it's, while it's important to think about, you know, how can I write with people that I can learn from and grow from writing with, you have to also understand that you're asking those people to write down if that's the model, you know, that if, so if I'm asking, um, somebody with 50 number ones to write with me, I'm asking them to write down in a way because they, you know, they're kind of at the top. <clears throat> and so it's sort of like a, a favor that, I, that I'm asking them. And so you want to, I think, concentrate more on the people around you, find people around you. And it's Clay, you can share some of your story, but my, you know, the way I got my deal was I was writing with a bunch of people that didn't have deals one of that people in our group got a deal and his publisher liked what he and I wrote together. So he eventually mm -hmm. reached out to me. So it was very organic uh, and it was not something where I go knocking on doors and handing publishers my CD. It was that I wrote with my peer group and somebody in my peer group kind of got an opportunity and that led to opportunities for others of us in the group. What about you? Yeah. I just want to back up a second because you were saying about, you know, if you're writing up, someone else is writing down. And ultimately, we want to be writing with people where 
you respect them, they respect you and you're on the same level. And I think that's where most of the time you get the best songs. But someone in Songtown the other day came to me and, you know, they were saying, you know, I'm ready to write up. I feel like I'm I'm better than all the people I'm writing with and I'm writing. I want to write up. And I go, well, you're asking someone up to write down, but you don't want to write. You don't want to write down anymore. Like so. Mm-hmm. It didn't, so if, if that's your whole frame of mind, I think there's just going to be a lot of frustration. So I don't even think about writing up or writing down. What I do think about is how do you break through? You break through with groups of people that are usually you're on the same level together. You respect what they do. They respect what you do. And when one of you in the group gets an opportunity that that moves up, then you move up too. Um, Sarah Davis and the artist Gail, they met at a Songtown um, birthday bash a few years back. And Gail loved that Sarah won Song of the Year in, in Songtown. And she went up to, to Sarah and introduced herself. They they're, you know, both of them at the time were teenagers. So Sarah and Gail started writing together. Sarah got a um, no first Gail got a record deal. And then because Gail had a record deal, Sarah was writing with her all the time. Sarah got a publishing deal with a with a major publisher. Then next thing you know, they write number one song in the whole world, ABCDEFU. So they moved up together. And I've seen it over and over. Brad Paisley, country artist. His roommate was Chris Dubois. His um, college buddy was Frank Rogers. They all worked. Um, they wrote together. Frank produced Brad. And when one of them got a job at EMI um, as an intern, Frank Rogers, he got the internship. He introduced them to Brad Paisley, the artist. They signed Brad Paisley to a production deal. I mean, they didn't start out by Brad Paisley didn't go to the hottest producer in town and say, you've got to produce me. He didn't go to the hottest writers. He turned to his roommate to, to write songs with, and they moved up together and they conquered a big portion of, of Nashville um, by working together. They, none of them worked with people that were so-called above them. So the trick I think is to write with the people around you and, and turn that into great stuff. That's so good. It can't be ignored as Steve Martin yeah. says. Yeah. And, try, and work to elevate the people around you, you know, as opposed to trying to find people, you know, to pull you up if you want to think of it that way. And, you know, another issue that I see a lot of times, like with someone coming to you with that, um, you know, I I want to write write up instead of writing down is you can step on a lot of people on the way up that you're going to meet again on the way back down because none of us stay on top all the time. And years ago, there was a young artist that had just gotten a record deal. My publisher was writing with him a bunch and I got to know him. Super nice guy. But one day I asked him to write with me and I was, you know, at the time I didn't have any cuts. He didn't either, but he'd got a record deal and he put his arm around me and he said, you know, Marty, they've, they've got me writing with a lot of big people <laughs> and he wouldn't write with me. 
and about five. Yeah, I love how he slapped you in the face while he put his arm around. Yeah, you. there was a knife <laughs> in my back. But, but about five years later, I'm at a I've had several number one songs. I'm at a Christmas party with my publisher, Clint Black. And in comes the waiter with our tea. And it's this guy that told me he wouldn't write with me years ago. So I'm sitting by Clint Black and, you know, he comes up and we, I said hello to him. We talked, whatever. And he was out of the music business uh, pretty much. And uh, so during dinner, he says, um, hey, Marty, we, we should get back. We should get together and write sometime. And so my response was, well, they've got me writing with a lot of big people. Oh, you know, man. <laughs> and, and it's, it's you, you're going to meet those people on the way back down. So if you can't be kind and you can't respect people that, that are at your level, when you come back around and you're on the way down, they're not going to work with you. I mean, I, I didn't that guy wouldn't work with me when we were both starting out. So I'm not going to work with him uh, when he's a waiter at the restaurant, you know, though I've written with many waiters at many restaurants, but it were people yeah. that were kind to me and, and respectful. Um, yeah. And we've seen both of us, we've been in business a long time. So we've seen so many people that think, Oh, I just signed a, a record deal. Even, I mean, how many artists sign record deals that never see the light of day, you yeah. know, they put out a couple of songs, they don't do anything, they get dropped. So if, gosh, I've seen so many people that, thought they had made it and then all of a sudden they wouldn't talk to you and then it's it's like you said you know they're not in the business anymore and they want to be and they come knocking on your door so yeah that's a that's a good lesson to to learn my first publisher was a funny funny guy and he he came in one day and he goes marty who are the smartest people in the world and i said i don't know and he said people who just got a record deal because they know everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James, James Stroud told me one time, if you don't know him, he's legendary producer. Um, and he's he said that he goes because I was co-producing my first album with him um, and we had a great artist we were working with. But he goes, he goes, just wait when this artist sells five hundred and one thousand. The second they hit gold, they will be the smartest person in town. He's <laughs> like yeah. once they you know, under 500,000 records before they're gold, they're just a, a wannabe artist that's struggling to make it. Once they hit 501,000, they, they know everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, but having said all that, I, I will say this early in my career, I discovered um, I, I was getting coffee at a publishing company where I was writing and I heard a guy, Tom Shapiro, who had 50 top 10 hits say the hardest thing about being a hit songwriter is finding a hit idea every day. Mm -hmm. He said, if I had a hit idea every day, I could write a hit every day. And I thought, oh, okay, he just gave me the golden ticket to the Willy Wonka factory, you know? So I worked really hard on ideas because I knew if I just asked Tom to write, he was going to say, well, I'm, you know, I've got my regular group of people and whatever. So I thought, well, since he said he's, a, you know, he needs great ideas. I worked until I found a really unique original idea. And then I called him and I said, would you be interested in writing this with me? And I, t I explained the idea to him. He said, yeah, I love that next Tuesday at two o'clock. So I got in a room 
that was a big, big, big write up for me at the time because I provided him something, not because I asked for him for a favor. And I think right. that's the mistake a lot of people make instead of offering value to the people that you're trying to write up with. You're just asking them for a favor. And it's just hard to get very far with that. You know, it's kind of like you're walking around with a cardboard sign that says we'll write for food. We'll write up for food. You know, you have yeah. to understand that, you know, there are things those people need. And if you can provide that thing, you can become really valuable to them. So, you know, after that experience and Tom and I got that cut, it was actually on your beautiful mess album, you know, so you helped us get a gold record on the wall for, the, for that. Yeah. Um, but after that, I would call him and I got a, another idea that I thought was really strong and he would write it with me. And then we kind of got to where we, he trusted me and we would schedule appointments and he trusted that I would come in with ideas. But, you know, think about that way of like working your way into those opportunities instead of just looking for a handout. And that's going to go a lot farther to build relationships and, uh, you know, to provide value for somebody. Yeah. I mean, any angle, it's not impossible to write up. Of, of course, you were already a you know, a professional songwriter and you were in the proximity of, of Tom in order to make that happen but you still had to provide value to him. So it's mm -hmm. not, you know, impossible to write up other ways you can do it. If there is a killer recording artist um, or, or potential, you know, some, maybe it's a new artist that just signed a deal that is really got a buzz going on about them. And you know, the artist, then you could turn that into, Hey, let's write with, let's try to get a right with this big writer in town, you know, and then that way you can go to the big writer and say, Hey, I just, you know, my best friend got a record deal. That's what we're talking about moving up together and leveraging yourself into it. My friend got a record deal. You want to write with us. Um, and then you have something of value you've brought to that hit writer. So yeah. it's not impossible, but you've got to figure out how to leverage it. You can't just walk up, and hand them a CD at a writer's night and say, Hey, let's write sometime. Yeah. And none of us write up every day. So, I mean, you still got to have your core group of people, you know, and yeah. you may get those opportunities here and there to write up, but you know, your, your core group is going to be your people that started with you and that you developed your, your skills together with. And so you, you still have to, you know, when I got that right with Tom Shapiro, I didn't call my all my regular co-writers and go, well, hey, I can't write anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm writing with Tom because, you know, I might get to write with Tom once every two months or something, you know, and, and yeah. I had a publishing deal. So I was having to write every day. So, you know, I still had to nurture those relationships with people around me and maintain those relationships because, you know, they, we we had come up together and there was, we were writing a lot of great stuff together. And my, my first hits, well, my, my first hit came with, with a big hit writer. That was my publisher. But my second one, my biggest one came with just another guy that was, we were trying to get our first big, big number one together, you know, and, and we did. So, you know, neither of us at the time had had anything that was a huge success. Yeah. And, but you both respected each other and you love writing together, had a good time writing together. And that's usually what makes the best art, you know? Yeah. And we believed in each other, you know, uh, Tom, you know, Tom knew that I was 
a, a little bit of a rookie and he was going to have to pull most of the weight in there. You know, he wanted me to participate, but it, he was definitely doing the heavy lifting. But in the, you know, when I wrote with Jason Matthews and we wrote must be doing something right, it was an equal thing. You know, we're, we both respect each other. We're, we're writing something that we love and it, it turned out to be a big hit. So think, you know, what we want to do is just challenge your thinking on that, on, on the whole writing up thing, because we, we do see a lot of people in Songtown that are kind of obsessed with that and, and they burn bridges with people around them. Um, you know, if Sarah Davis and Gail had both looked at each other and gone, well, I'm, I'm just writing up these days. I'm not going to write with another teenager. You know, they would, would never have had that huge, huge hit song together. All right. Thanks for being here, everybody. Um, hope that was helpful. Um, re reevaluate your approach toward writing up. It's not a bad thing, but it's just a thing that you have to manage and you have to um, really approach it the right way. We and will see. On, go ahead. Work those ahead. relationships around you. Absolutely. And try to bring those people up with you. You know, it's cool if you get a cool opportunity, if you can bring some of those people up with you as well. All right. Check out the links in the show notes. Check out our sponsor, Sweetwater. Uh, you'll be hearing more about them in weeks to come, but but they're going to be the uh, the power behind Songtown on Songwriting, and we're super excited about that because they are they they have no peers in the in the gear department. Um, I've, I've been up there and seen what an unbelievable place that they have, and um, you can get anything you want in the world there for musical gear. So check out show notes, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. We're going to leave you with a great song. This one's called Wait, and it's by Songtown member Dale Arsenault. I can wait by the phone I can wait all night long And I can wait while you clear your mind If I know you're still mine But I can't wait till you're home I can't wait till we're all, all alone I can wait till the end of time If I know you're still mine But I can't wait till you're home I can wait while you think Give you space to spread your wings And I can wait till you're finally free To make your way back to me But I can't wait till you're home 
And I can't wait till we're all All alone I can wait till the end of time If I know you're still mine But I can't wait till you're home Time is right And I can wait My whole life But I can't wait Till you're home And I can't wait Till we're all All alone I can wait Till the end of time If I know you're still mine But I can't wait till you're home And I can wait till the end of time If I know you're still mine But I can't wait till you're home I can't wait till you're home 